The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Your questions answered tonight all evening long, 514-800 to text in your questions. You can also feel free to call in at 514-790-0800. If you've never uh, tuned into the show, this is a show all about love, sex, and relationships. And every Tuesday, I reserve that night to answer your questions all the way through till 11 p.m. So don't be shy. Text them in. Uh, You know, it's all anonymous. No names are ever used. So if you have anything you want to talk about uh, or any burning sexual question or a question about burning, uh, you can send it my way, 514-800. And also feel free to comment on any of the uh, questions being asked. Sometimes there's situations and uh, your input is is actually uh, valuable because our listeners want to hear what you have to say. They are often just opinions and not necessarily anything that uh, requires any amount of expertise. So uh, please uh, feel free to uh, to text in. So this person says, and, and here's where you can text in, and we've talked about this before on the show, I'd be interested to find out what your listeners think about Brazilian bikini waxes and what seems to be the preference in terms of leaving some hair, none at all, having a design, etc. I've, I've never actually done one, but I'm planning on doing it with laser hair removal, and I'd like to find out what is the most common style. So if anyone wants to weigh in on that, the only thing is with laser hair removal, if you're looking at a style, what's in style, that style may change over the years. And with laser hair removal, you won't be able to grow it back. So if pubic hair comes back into style, (laughs) uh, you're going to have to get one of those wigs or something. I don't know. Uh, So you might want to think about that first. Um, Okay, Dr. Lori, today they were talking about people sharing their junk. I mentioned you and what you thought. (laughs) Where where was that? Uh, The quote I heard was called dictogram. Yeah, dictogram. That's also good. Sending a dictogram. Unwanted. No thank you to me. Uh, Just to restate my position on that unsolicited dictograms uh, is a form of harassment, is a form of assault, in my opinion. All right, it, it maybe it's a, it's, it's a very strong word, but it, uh, to me, it's akin to a flasher flashing me, something I don't want to see. I don't need to see your junk. I'm not asking to see it. Um, and you know, uh, and, and I'm unsuspecting. So if I get a, a message that I open I don't expect to see a dictogram, uh, and this is what I get. And to me, that is, uh, and and if it's unwanted, it's not in the least bit appealing. Just just saying. And and on the contrary, it's uh, sometimes just, uh, it's not pleasant. So why should I be subject uh, to that? And so, you know, the laws are, are going to catch up. So there you have it. 514-800 if you'd like to weigh in uh, for our listener what is the preference in terms of leaving some hair none at all or having a design ladies men uh, what is it that you like to see on a woman no hair at all a little landing strip a heart shape a design any kind of design or uh 
some something. Let me know. 514-800. Texter writes in, uh, I miss female pubic hair. <laughs> Not too much something. Uh, uh, and that's from a 44-year-old guy. So that's interesting. I miss female pubic hair. Well, pubic hair has been part of our humanity, humanness for a very long time. And only in the last, say, I don't know, 10, 15 years that people are taking it all off. So uh, another text writes, uh, none, none. Um, and who are these people that are accepting airdrop on a metro? Uh, okay, so going back to those uh, dick pics again on the metro, that's exactly what's happening is that you, if your phone, and everybody should pay attention to this, you we have a, a, on iPhones airdrop mode, right? And you have to set it, there's a setting, and it says only accept airdrops from friends, so from people who are in your contact list. But some, some one of the settings is accept all airdrops from anyone. And so you may be, uh, you may suddenly get a picture while you're on the subway. You have no idea who's airdropping it to you because the subway is crowded, but somebody in your vicinity is, um, is dropping a picture to your phone because your airdrop mode is on in terms of accepting everybody. So when you're like, you want to be, uh, beware of that and you won't know who it is, but it's somebody in your, within that, that car, right? The, the subway car that, uh, that is sending this to you. And then they love to see the reaction and no different than a flasher. It's just the new way to flash. And it's, um, it should be just as unacceptable as, uh, as flashing. Uh, George says, uh, on the, on the, um, about style, pubic style landing strip above nothing below landing strip above nothing below. Uh, and another person says, uh, none at all. Uh, texture writes in five years and two kids later, my husband and I really have a hard time really keeping going sex fun. We both work and take care of the kids. We don't have as much drive to have an amazing, uh, time every week. And I do not like it advice. Well, you have to make time for it, just like you make time for everything else. And I know, believe me, I know that these early years in a in a relationship where the kids are really uh, young and there's you know you're you're giving birth, then you're breastfeeding, and then you you get a little reprieve, and then you get pregnant again, and then like these five years, five to seven years are 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 quite difficult for couples because you you lose each other along the way, which is why you have to really make a point of, uh, just having couple time. This is where you get grandma, uh, to babysit. You get yourself a, a regular babysitter. You take your Saturday nights to yourselves. Uh, every once in a while you do an overnight somewhere. Like you have to stay as a couple and it requires effort. When we talk about marriage takes work, this is really the work. Like I know it, it's hard to think of like, oh, we have to work at, at fun. Yeah, you do. And the same way that you would um, plan a vacation, which is fun, or plan an activity that you're going to go do, which is fun. Well, sex should be fun too. And it's, it should be an activity that is 
also planned. Because if you wait to the end of the day when you're both exhausted after the kids go to bed and after you've done your whole routine and and you just you end up by the time that your head hits the pillow, you just want to crash. And the, the last thing on your mind or the first thing on your mind is sleep. So take the time uh, to do this. And every this is this is for everybody. We all we all need to uh, to focus on that. Another texture writes uh, in terms of pubic hair, none is rough on the tongue. That's actually a, a good point. Unless it's uh, freshly waxed or freshly shaved, could be rough on the tongue. Uh, pubic hair is only bare because of porn, and I would agree with you on that. Uh, pornography is is what has dictated um, pubic uh, beauty, if I should say, or genital beauty. I think that's really what what has dictated that. So, um, is it sexy? Not sexy? What do you think about uh, pubic hair? What is your pre- preference? This one uh, texture wants to have it lasered and uh, you know shaped into something. Should it be a shape? Should she go ahead and laser the whole thing and have none at all? Or is the style coming back? Is pubic hair coming back into style? Can somebody answer that question? I want to hear from you tonight. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. A lot of comments tonight about this uh, one particular email I got from a lady who's uh, planning on having some kind of laser hair removal on uh, on her pubes and was wondering what is the preference in terms of do we leave some do we leave none do we leave a design is there a a, a particular style what is the preference and is it changing i don't even know i'd I'd love to hear from some of you uh john welcome to the program hey john yes yeah hi i'd like to say uh, first of all that uh, pubic hair grows for protection goes grows for what Protection. Protection, okay. Protection from? From rashes. Yeah, well, you'd get rashes because of the shaving, so it doesn't like actually protect you from it, but yes. But yes, you do get rashes from the shaving, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm, yep, you can. Okay, but mm-hmm. anyone who would like a vagina that is without pubic hair, to me, I don't know. It just sounds like... A, like a pedophile, you know? Right, I think that's that's the thinking a lot that people say, ooh, it looks like a, a prepubescent vulva and people are get uncomfortable with that. But I think we've moved past that now. I don't think that that's the thinking considering that almost all women now <laughs> seem to have to go with the uh, removal of most, if not all, their pubic hair, so... But for you, that's what it would feel like. So you're you're for pubic hair, is what you're saying, John? I'm I'm for pubic hair, not you know, uh, to have it nicely trimmed. Okay. Right. Yeah, a trim it's, nice. Yeah. Trim nice, no designs, <laughs> but just trim nice. You know, okay. to because it also adds a, a texture. Does oh, that's interesting. Texture? Yeah, that's interesting. A texture. Okay. It, exactly, it adds an added texture. Mm-hmm. And I um, like that. I have not heard anybody actually say that as something but uh, you're right when se- sexuality involves all our senses and so it does it, add a certain uh, texture that's right yeah all right great john thanks for weighing in appreciate it uh, can i uh, stay online uh, to ask a question to the the person 
What person? Who's answering the phones? You want to ask a, a shirt? No, because I answered a question and I won a prize. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll put you uh, on hold. Dave, uh, put John on hold there. Uh, thank you very much. All right, I got all kinds of texts here. Uh, this uh, texture says pubic hair was very useful for cavemen and cave women for keeping bacteria and things at bay. However, today we have things like showers and soap and all kinds of hygiene products, as well as underwear, uh, and, uh, pants. Unless you're living in a cave, you don't need it. If you want to have it, every guy I know prefers it very, and this is in capital, short and trimmed. Another text writes, I prefer a little on both men and women. Why men shave completely baffles me. Trimming is fine. Once you shave it, the next day it's prickly and that's worse. Yeah, that's a texture that most people do not like is the prickly uh, texture. Uh, another one says, there are still porn stars that have pubic hair and in big letters, sexy. Another text writes, absolutely not. It's gone and gone for good. I'm a very successful laser technician and do a lot of laser bikini treatments and everyone wants everything removed. Someone else says, I shave the lips and the panty line, then I just take the bush. Pubic hair is normal and natural and I believe even um, healthy. Uh, Hair on the body in the wrong areas... I'm not sure what the wrong areas means, sends a message, you don't take care of yourself. Okay, but what's the wrong areas? And when it wasn't in style to take it all off, and so we maintained a a, a pubic hair, does that mean that we were unhygienic then and that we didn't take care of ourselves then? I, I disagree with that. Maybe that's the message now because it seems that everybody is doing it. And so if you encounter, you know, one out of 10 people who don't, you're like, ooh, what, what's this all about? Uh, Texter writes, in pubic hair all the way, I'm a 35-year-old woman who has experimented with all the trends and found out that pubic hair is there for a reason. It actually protects us to a certain degree from viruses, see genital warts, and infections. You're right about that. There is a certain protective thing. The one thing that we see less of, believe it or not, uh, in terms of sexually transmitted uh, infections is crabs. Uh, or pubic lice, because it, uh, when there's no hair, it doesn't attach to anything. So we're seeing far less pubic lice, but more of the other infections. And um, it's true, the hair provides a, a barrier to the skin. And so herpes, genital warts, uh, HPV infections, for example, all of that would, um, would probably be more likely. Uh, People say it comes from porn as though that's a bad thing. Porn stars are experts on what arouses men most. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, it's not a good or bad thing. It's just, it just is like, that's where the, the trend, uh, probably, um, you know, started, uh, (laughs) on texture. Yeah. The texture of a rat, (laughs) um, (laughs) Uh, would love to hear the average age of your audience. Has it ever been done? I'm curious because have youthful opinions as well as dinosaurs. Hey, th- I have, yes, we do have, uh, we do have statistics on the age of, uh, of our listeners and they range all the way from like 
I don't know, like teenagers to not to people in their 90s. So every it's all ages who uh, tend to listen. Um, let's see. Don't forget the armpits, legs, and maybe sideburns and mustache. Those should be more important for laser treatment. Uh, yeah, well, see the armpit hair, leg hair, those seem to be more unwanted hairs, right? Um, I love a big bush, this person says, like 80s porn. The more, the better. <laughs> I like to keep mine nice and trimmed and my chest shaved. So we're really, we're getting a, from men and women here tonight. Um, again, yes, because everyone is doing it. Bikini underarms. Uh, and Just Drew says, you would think there's more diseases connected with pubic hair than without because it lingers around. Except that... Um, except that it, for the, a lot of the, the STIs are skin to skin. So on the skin to skin stuff, then uh, you would have a, a, a higher risk. Uh, average age I'm guessing is 47 and yet yeah, you would be right. The average age is uh, somewhere around 45, 46 of our listeners here. Uh, on passion, but you can tell just by the questions that I get how, um, many of our listeners are actually quite young, uh, which, uh, which is interesting, although we do have a, uh, you know, this is for mature audiences. So I just, I can't control who listens or who doesn't listen. So, uh, you do, I do get some young people, uh, another texter. Okay. But like, realistically, when was the last time pubic lice was a serious problem? It seems like something that only pirates <laughs> would have or people in the middle ages uh no uh crabs has been around uh, i think there's evolutionary reasons why many men find women with no pubic hair more attractive i and i think it has to do with the fact that generally speaking men tend to prefer youthful women okay there's youthful and then there's youthful uh, and women tend to prefer experienced and, and established men not saying that this argument to one size fits all, but I think that it's a natural trend. I don't think it's a natural trend. I, I'm not. Uh, and when you think, otherwise it would have uh, been around for a long, longer than this if this was an evolutionary thing. Uh, there's youthful and there's prepubescent. You're talking about uh, a, a vulva that has no hair is under 12 years old for sure. So I, I don't know about that. Hmm. I heard from a female that syphilis is on the rise in Mo in Montreal sex trade. What precautions should be taken? Is there a special condom for oral sex? Uh, n there's not a special condom. There are some condoms that are flavored that, uh, and you get condoms that don't have lubricant. So you wouldn't want to get like the non-oxanol nine, um, you know, spermicides or lubricants in your mouth necessarily. So there there are condoms that are non-lubricated and, and some that are flavored for oral sex, which is, would be a very good idea. Um, and again, the only, the only thing you can do to, to with syphilis is you have to use condoms. Like that is the protection, but you're right. Here's a disease that was pretty much wiped out and right back again, uh, which is, uh, which is interesting. Uh, bonus, you'll never have gray pubic hair if you remove uh, everything. And that's true. Uh, and another text writes, really like a Wookiee bush. What's a Wookiee bush? What am I missing here? Um, and then, uh, or crabs for that matter. Right, you wouldn't get crabs if there was uh, no, no hair. And 
crabs still exist, but much, much, much uh, less. Uh, let's see. After 40 years of marriage, I find the whole sex thing boring. If all is said and done, it's not the earth-shattering thing movies and romantics have made it out to be. Duh. It's definitely not la petite morte poets have talked about for ages. What new thing can we possibly bring to the bedroom that we haven't done at least a dozen times in 40 years? How does one keep it fresh? After all, the act is what it is, whether lying prone or standing on one's head. But sex is not all about intercourse and making sex fun by uh, either adding in role play, which it could be many, many different roles you put on, whether it's in, in introducing uh, sex toys, it's not, you know, experimenting with different positions, different places where you have sex, uh, different sensory things around, that kind of thing. And uh, this is... Um, a shameless plug for my book, but the, the sex Bible for people over 50 really has, has a, a chapters in it on, uh, on how to make sex more fun. And it's not, it, it's looking at sexuality in a much wider, with a much wider lens than just looking at it as a, a, a sexual intercourse thing, because sure. So yeah, how many ways are you going to have sexual intercourse? There's I don't know how many positions there are. I know there's a book, 101 positions. So you can explore with each one of those positions every time and see uh, see what you get out of that. Uh, coming up, I'll answer a question about uh, a casual relationship. Is it casual sex, not casual? Uh, someone wants to uh, get some clarification on this. So we'll talk about that next after we check in with our CJD 800 News. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Boy, people are interested in uh, pubic hair. <laughs> this one emailer who wanted to know what she should do and what the trend was, well, you, you guys... You guys have your opinions on this, that's for sure. Uh, but I love what this person has to say. Here's a crazy thought. Why don't we stop policing women's bodies and physical appearance and let them decide what they are more comfortable having, whether it's having no pubic hair, a little bit of pubic hair, or all of their pubic hair. Except that it's not just a female thing. It's uh, men too. Men are just as concerned and they too are taking it all off now. So, or keeping it very, very short or shaving the whole area. So, uh, just a couple more texts about this. Hairless just adds to the visual aspect. You can see everything: lips, clitoris, and the and the vaginal opening. Pubes cover the pinkiness. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, and Wookie Bush, that's uh, that's about Chewbacca, the hairy seven foot guy in Star Wars. Okay, thank you for that. A listener has this question, having no success on Facebook dating, been there since four months, only one lady has liked my profile, what should I do? I really wanted to pass the holidays with someone. So, well, face. I'm not sure about Facebook dating. I don't know if anybody else has been using the Facebook dating. I, I think that, I don't know if it's caught on as much as, uh, say, Tinder or Bumble 
or Hinge. Those are apps that you may want to try. Um, I don't know if you, it's a little, uh, you know, the holidays are what, three weeks away to establish a relationship enough that you're going to be sharing Christmas with them and their families might not be uh, realistic, but um, I would say try the other dating apps as well rather than uh, just Facebook dating. So, uh, because I'm, I'm not sure that so many people are on there yet. Is, is anybody listening who who is on Facebook dating? And uh, maybe you can let me know. Do they tell you how many people in your area? Or, like, I don't know enough about it to know how, um, how it works or how successful it is yet. I just know that it's relatively new, whereas the other apps have been around a little, uh, a little longer. I've been seeing a man for almost one month. We have kept it casual and get together a couple of times a week. I've, I have grown very curious about his past and I'm not sure how to approach the subject. I don't want to scare him off, but would like to know stuff like when his last relationship was and how many sex partners he's had. Is it wrong of me to want to know this information? Do you think it should matter? And how soon is it to ask him these questions? If anybody else wants to respond to that, you can, right? So um, uh, please weigh in. So first of all, I'm not, you you make it sound like this is a very casual relationship. Do you want to keep it that way? And do you need all this information if you're tr- if you're just having a sexual relationship with this person or it's just a casual relationship? So the first thing is you have to decide, is it casual because you both decided it was going to be casual or is this you're in the process of dating and moving towards um, something more? Having said that, if you're having sex with a guy on a regular basis, I would think you might want to know something of that person's uh, sexual past. Regardless, though, you need to protect yourself. So especially when you're involved in a casual relationship, you must always use protection. It should not even be an option uh, for anybody. So, um, but does their sexual history uh, matter. So if, obviously if, if it's a casual relationship and you're also like you, both of you have had, let's say past casual relationships. Do you share that? Have they earned this right to have this kind of more intimate information about you? If you're just keeping it sexual, if it is a relationship, then yeah, I do think someone's sexual history, uh, kind of, uh, matters. Don't, wouldn't you want to know if that person has ever committed to somebody or do they, uh, have they been unfaithful in past relationships? Like, especially if you're looking for more, if you're looking for, um, a relationship, this would kind of tell you something right, uh, about them. So, um, you have to decide what you're, what you're getting, uh, where is it going, uh, for you. I don't think it's wrong, bottom line, uh, of you to want to have some background information on someone uh, you're dating. It's just the confusing part for me is that you say uh, it's casual. So you probably want, like, I, it sounds like you may want more out of this relationship. Otherwise, why would you want to get to know him that much better if you didn't want more? 
Does anybody else, uh, if anybody else wants to add something to that, feel free, please, at 514-800. And don't forget, folks, you can always, always send me emails to uh, laurie at drlaurie.com, L-A-U-R-I-E at D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com. And uh, I'm happy to answer them on the air. Just, um, you know, make sure to uh, to listen in. And even if you miss it, the podcasts are up after every Trouble Chooses and after every night, in fact. Uh, Texture writes, um, I feel sorry for the woman who has found sex to be boring. I attend all sorts of events such as yours. My advice would be to listen more attentively to passion. I take great efforts to keep up on new trends. I'm a tireless romantic to a fault. That's cute. Uh, Hi, Dr. Lori. Met my boyfriend from Facebook dating last January. From that week till now, we're so happy and in love. What a great story. So um, can you give me a little bit of a, I don't know if you can take the time to do this, but tell me how the Facebook dating uh, works or how it worked for you. Do you have all the profile like you would on uh, a regular Facebook page where you have everybody's, you know, the person has all of their posts and you have access to all of that stuff. So um, I think people might want to to know about this. And uh, if you're single, Facebook and you're on Facebook, that's a great option, I think, as just yet another way uh, to meet somebody and to get to get more information, actually, So, which I think is... Uh, is good. I think people want more information, which is why we had that talk once about the person, a person who has no social media presence at all. Uh, we had, I think we discussed this during our millennial panel and uh, a lot of people found it creepy. Like if they couldn't, if they couldn't Google the person or that person never came up anywhere, they would find that really, really weird. And women especially found that a, a little creepy and off-putting uh, because they, they kind of do a little bit of research before um, they're going to meet a stranger, right? So they become less of a stranger when you can access them or you can Google their name or you can find them on social media or they're on Instagram or Facebook or uh, what have you. Hi, Dr. Lori. I listen to your show and, and I'm just like everybody else, too embarrassed to call in and ask a question. So this one is by email. So here's mine. Um, I have been thinking of fingering my girlfriend and I want to make a good first impression. I told you there were some young people who were writing in. Where is that G-spot and do you have any advice uh, about how to pleasure her more? Also, how could I become a better kisser? So first of all, with the fingering uh, and to get to the area of the uh, like G-spot stimulation, we call it that, but we now know that it's just an area with a lot of nerve endings. You would use your index finger and do a come here motion. And it's right about there that the uh, that, that spongy tissue is. And the more you stimulate that, it, you will feel it grow um, a little bit and um, will cause arousal. So you should also know that women like to have their clitoris touched and uh, because that is where they get their most pleasure. But every woman likes to be touched differently. So to be a good lover, you communicate with your partner and you find out what they like. 
Um, and also I would recommend my colleague's book, uh, my colleague Michael Castleman, who wrote a book called Great Sex, and it's a kind of a manual for men. It's a nice big thick book, uh, He's and actually a, a new version is coming out shortly, but nonetheless the old version is still works, and it's, uh, it's, it's quite good. Also when it comes to kissing, take the lead of your um, partner. Always go slow, not not fast, not hard. Just follow your partner's lead rather than trying to get it to go a certain way. And you will see that uh, it will sink better if you, um, if you follow your partner's lead. Uh, so uh, as for the Facebook uh, uh, dating, yes, there's your profile info pictures and you can talk privately. So there's a place for you to do the back and forth and the uh, and the talking okay that's uh that's pretty good uh let's see how to not last too long usually we get uh premature now how do we uh, how do we address the too long taking too long to ejaculate that's the next question to be answered and anything else you want to throw my way 514-800 to text in a question about sex love relationships or you can call in at 514-790-0800 passion with dr Lori batito on cjad 800 Trouble Tuesdays tonight on the program, 514-800 to get your thoughts, your questions in. Just a couple of texts uh, first. Our passion poet wrote in, Some women like themselves hairy, some others preferred bald, Brazilian wooly or landing strip, whatever you want it called. Does it really matter if you have hair or not? All women are beautiful creatures. Men appreciate what you got. Well, thank you, passion poet. Uh, For that young man... Uh, and when using your tongue kissing, remember it's not a race. So some good advice there. Uh, another text writes, I'm a gay male recently out and proud, but still exploring this new world. I have found it a good idea to discuss people's sexual desires as well as fetishes. One guy mentioned he liked water sports. The naive in me thought he meant water skiing. Not. <laughs> he meant golden showers and scat. Okay, scat is not, scat is poop. So golden showers is urine and scat is something else. Uh, when I sought further detail, I was uncomfortable dating again as we also debated the hazards of ingesting said body excretions to which he told me I was ill-informed. What do you mean, ill-informed? You should be on... There are hazards of ingesting, uh, less so with urine, by the way, certainly with poop. You do not want to ever ingest that. Um, And urine has some bacteria. Like if a person's... If a person has an infection of some sort, then it would show up in their urine. So ingesting that would not be a good idea. And of course, not knowing if somebody has some kind of infection, then you just would never want to to do that. Some people enjoy urophilia, so uh, golden showers, which is being urinated on or urinating on somebody else. And that is a fetish, you're right. And it's uh, part of uh, humiliation play. And actually, tomorrow night is our kink panel, so maybe that one will... Uh, will come up. We'll talk about that a little bit and, and a little bit more about the, the scat too, which, um, is really not hygienic, uh, 
whatsoever. So, you know, you deciding not to go out with that person again, that's a good choice if, if you're not, don't want to engage in that kind of behavior and that's what that person is into, that's how we make decisions. But not everybody is into that. That's uh, uh, not a huge part of the population, but some people are. So yes, talking about it and finding out what people's particular preferences and fetishes are is a good idea. It's about good sexual communication, so there's nothing wrong with that. Good for you. How do I not last too long? Sometimes I go for an hour and my wife wants me to blow before. (laughs) Sure, I'm sure it's very painful for your wife since uh, the majority of women... Uh, yes, they get they get pleasure from intercourse, but that is not how they orgasm. So long, drawn out intercourse could actually be uh, could turn into something painful because they women would lose their lubrication at some point, um, and which is why I think just from an evolutionary perspective and functional, your average length of intercourse is uh, between two and five minutes in terms of. Uh, when uh, men ejaculate that's your average uh, overall so um, there's a probably a very good reason for that because many women do not want more than that they want more foreplay maybe 20 minutes of foreplay or more um, and less of of the intercourse so my question for you is uh, first of all how old are you Um, as you get older it takes longer are you masturbating frequently? So how many ejaculations are you having in that week? So if you masturbated in the morning and then you have sex with your wife in the evening, well, you it may take you quite a long time to ejaculate again, depending uh, on your age. So there are other there are many factors that come into play there. Um, and is that is intercourse your preferred way? of, uh, of ejaculation. Some people, um, have a hard time with intercourse and, uh, can, it, are, have orgasms more with oral sex or manual stimulation. So depending on the sensation that, uh, that gets you there more. So I would say best is in between sex sessions with your wife, don't ejaculate in any other way. Um, through masturbation or, or what have you, and see if that changes anything. My boyfriend's penis is not only long, but thick as well, and sometimes we go rough. I like it, and it feels good for the both of us. My problem is that I always end up with a bladder infection or a yeast infection. Is there a solution apart from going slow? So I'm not sure if, if it's the slow or the fast or whatever that is causing an infection. Some women um, are more prone to bladder infections and yeast infections. There's some women who get a bladder infection or a yeast infection um, almost every time they have intercourse. So in a situation like that, you would want to take preventative uh, antibiotics, let's say, or probiotics or something uh, to uh, to try and stave off those those infections. But you should really speak to your gynecologist about that to see what kind of treatment you should be having. At, when it comes to yeast infections, if you have a yeast infection, you make make sure that your partner is also treated for yeast because if not, even though he may not have many symptoms or any symptoms, 
it um, it can still be transmitted back. So you may keep catching it every time. So if you have it, make sure he gets treated as well, because believe it or not, men too can have uh, yeast infections. We are both in our 60s. My girlfriend averages... 47 orgasms each time when we are together. Well, that's counting. Um, (laughs) The older we get, the higher the love count goes. Can it be affecting her health in a negative way? Heart, blood pressure, etc. No, uh, not. I mean, it's an it's a workout for sure. But generally speaking, people don't die during sex. It's a very small portion of the population, like 1% who uh, have some kind of coronary uh, event or something during sex. So it's not something that you, um, that you would really need. Uh, I personally like to have sex for a good two hours, but always changing it up. Intercourse, several positions, oral, 69, just making out, then orgasm at the same time. Just take your time and have fun. Uh, I love that you like to go at it for two hours, but a lot of people don't have two hours to uh, make love on a regular basis. It's great if you can take that time aside and spend, you know, lounge in bed for a couple of hours and really just enjoy that time. But, but often people who are very busy or have kids and crazy schedules just don't take the time. I I wish we did have more time and I think it, it is a great idea. Uh, somebody else texted in with the link to the vagina song. Yes, we play that when we had our vagina doctor on, which we haven't had in a while, but we, uh, we will get back to that, uh, in the new year, I think. So yes, that vagina song, and maybe we should end with that song tonight. I don't know, since we've had a lot of talk about, uh, pubic stuff and vagina stuff and things like that. Um, let's see, um, do you know any doctors or groups or any knowledge at all on people that are trying to restore their foreskin? Hmm. I know that there are groups online about this. I, I I think you'd have to, uh, Google this, but I can tell you that online there's people trying to sell devices to restore the foreskin and these devices are generally um they're generally like like stretchers or or weights that you attach to whatever skin you've got to pull the skin but that's all i've ever seen really so if anybody has any thoughts on restoring uh foreskin and have read on that, let me know, and uh, and we'll bring this, this topic back up again. Thank you all so much for all of your questions, and uh, all inspiring for me, and I love, love hearing from you, of course. Uh, thank you to our technical producer, Dave Simon. 
If you want to connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Betito, my last name spelled B-E-T-I-T-O. And don't forget, you can send me emails to through my website, drlori.com, where you will also find uh, all the podcasts of past shows there as well. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.